0: Okay, when Dafyut Bay start a new mimer, which is entitled, What is the Indian of Kriyashma, the concept of the and via Hafta? Uh, and also, Bichal, an explanation on the whole first paragraph of via Hafta. Now, in the Zaire, it says that the Ebershta is Antuchad, he is one, but not what is called an ordinal number, not one as in one, two, three. What does this mean? Whenever we have a it is that is a progression, so we have cause and effect in every stage of awareness, in every oilam, you have the ten spheris. And in Nevesh Shalakis, you have the ten Sviris. And they always begin with Chachma and so on. And this is a pattern procedure. Now, there is a level that's even higher than Chachma, and that's the level of Ratzain. Like we know, there's two types of Ratzain. There is a Ratzain that is the product of Chachma, that is the rotsan that is manifest in the midos. that is the consequence of understanding. Just simply a person understands that something is beneficial, and therefore he wants it. And how this type of business will produce profit, or his soul yearns for something. And then there's another type of rotsan, a rotsan that's beyond logic or explanation. But sometimes a person simply wants something, um, even if it's illogical. Uh, he still will not listen to any explanation. He simply wants it. This is a rutsen that is higher than das. The das can have no impact on this level of rutsen. The same is true from our own experience that we have with elokus, Like Hashem told (laughs) Moshe Rabbeinu, this is simply my idea. There is no explanation for why this is going on, the suffering of Rabbi Akiva. Nevertheless, there certainly is some explanation but it's concealed, and it's not something that even the angels can understand. And therefore, Hashem responded, "Shtoik, quiet." Now, from Chachma and below—that is, once something is the product of Chachma—we call that Hystalshlus, because all Hystalshlus is process results in some form of Giloi. And the first Giloi, the first level of that, of an expression from one to another, is the level of Atzilus. This is taken from the Parsha where Hashem tells Moshe. The Yatsel Minharuach that he Moshe should share or express from his stature, that Moshe was at such a lofty level that uh, the Jews' complaint about wanting meat—that's the context—was so far beyond them. So he said, "Me I'm Liboser, I'm Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't live at that level." therefore the Evishter said that he should gather 70 elders, the atzalti, and he should express from his ruach, that is that Moshe should engage in a a progression of expression that is of a lesser intense level of godliness, so that it should reach down to the 70 elders, representing the Sanhedrin, which are at a, quote, lesser level of awareness of Hashem than Moshe Rabbeinu. And through that, he should incorporate them in the uh, tolerance of the people. that this level of of Atzilis is a Yerida and a Hishtalshalis from Moshe Rabbeinu's level in order that he should incorporate the rest of these elders in the conduct of the Jewish people. So too, regarding Oren Seif, no thought can grasp him. The worlds cannot accept his radiance of the Ebershta at all unless Hashem is... Going to contract himself into the process of Estalshalus, where there is some sort of pattern that begins with Estalchalis. Now the word that uh, begins with that Now, a means a chain. Just like in a literal chain, you have a higher link into a lower link, into the next link, all the way down this lengthy process. So through, so too with the stalchalist, you have. One expression that leads into another, from seichel to Midas, Midas to thought, thought to speech, speech to action. Even though no thought can grasp Hashem's thoughts, his thoughts are not our thoughts. It's not the same in Hashem, because we are speaking about a physical matter which can't bring about creation. Whereas when God speaks, the world is made. And when God says, let there be light, there is light because he said it, therefore it was. But we call regarding this, we can call this Sekel and Mahshava like the analogy in our human experience, that our spoken words can be appreciated by another, where our thoughts cannot. And they have to, in order to be revealed, there has to be a process. Just like a who hears the word of Hashem, as a mamashah like it says regarding Moshe, that he heard the voice, that this was like Moshe heard Hashem saying, let there be light and there was light. Moshe heard Hashem's voice being communicated and sustaining all of creation, which is not the case in the hidden worlds. And this is what we say until him, ha Karoyv Gudlay, praise him for his many greatnesses, not because of good, not as we might've anticipated, according to the enormity of his, uh, uh, enormity, it's hard to translate into English, that would suggest that it is just a limitless expression, like a splattering of chesed, that a chesed that is so gadol that it's uncontainable. Kirayv gudle suggests that there's multiple forms of expression of Hashem's chesed in so many different le- levels and so many different characteristics without end. Because the expression of chesed and Asiya is, like we say, from the heavens to the earth. It's a 500-year journey. And then from heaven to heaven, this is gedula, expanse. And then there's all different forms of of this expanse, according to our capacity to understand it. Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the master of all prophets, his grasping was limitless. similarly, from level to level, from top to bottom, space. Now, in this procedure, in Atsilis and from there below, that it should become chachma and seichel and midas, machshava, the midas from the seich, the machshava from the midas, but in the dispatcher this, himself, the ebershter, there's nothing that's comparable. There's no way you can trace back that chain all the way to the ebershter. Because when we use the term comparable, erech, so like Torah talks about erechin, when a person evaluates his own financial worth that he puts on a certain number based on his age, so then you have comparables. Two leads to four, four to eight. There one is twice as much, half as much. These are in the same discussion. And so too in the process of Ishtalshalis, from one number to another. They're each level to level. Midas can lead to come from sechos, from so to Midas. So too in Relative to Ruchnias, there's some corollary. Because the Ruchnias becomes embedded in the Gashmias. The power of Seichol, in the organ of the brain, the power of vision in the organ of the eye. So there is some connection between them. And here uh, we can talk about the different stages within them. And if there's a physical deficiency in the functioning of the organ, there's going to be a physical uh, manifestation and forgetfulness and so on. So to say, the way it is invested within Gashmias, like writing that a person can write, ink on paper, uh, it can communicate, an incredibly deep thought. So here we take the physical action of writing as an expression of the intensity of concepts, ideas, and emotions. When we go all the way to the matzil, to the origin, now this this is can't be discussed. The, the The origin does not lead to this consequence. It's not even in a level of Heslopshus, but it's suyviv. It's just hovering around it, where up and down are equal, like within a circle. It can't be grasped in the characteristic or the terminology of worlds. For, like it says in Malachi, I am Hashem, I do not change. He is before creation and after creation. If there was any impact that creation would have on Hashem, that would result in a change. Because before Hashem, there wouldn't be this impact. And now there would be this impact. Rather, what we see is that there is no impact on the matzio, the source, which is Hashem himself. But this chaius that is drawn down within the world to give it life is the level that is only what is called the shame, the name, the form of expression, from the Mida of Malchus, like a king, that even though he's different, distant uh, from the people, but his name, his impact is on all of his jurisdiction. They're all under his authority. And that's why his name or his character is imprinted upon them. Now we understand what we said in the beginning, that Hashem is one, but he's not one in a series of counting, what are called ordinal numbers. He's incomparable, because God is not part of a hishtalshalist process, he's not part of a pattern. And when a person will take to heart this level of echad that we declare in Kriyashma, this will result in viyahapta of all of his heart, the absolute Yehida of his nefesh, which is the entirety of his heart. Because within the Nefesh, we have, of course, the five characteristics, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and the second category of Chayin Yechidah. Like we see that the character of the Nefesh is expressed in all these different levels. And from its impact, from this expression, but the impact is always going to be different. Because when you are telling a story, for example, it could be a great story of some battle, so the listener will be impacted by it. It's interesting, and so on. But ultimately, it's just a story that doesn't impact him personally. Contrast, when we tell him something that is personally important, so now you can even have this paradox. You can have something that touches the person at many levels until the point that he is literally uh, passing out from the very intensity of it, from the depth of his heart that it reaches to the very essence of his existence, the Yechidah in Nefesh, via the seichel and his very life form. So to the Nefesh the source of the Neshama, Knessis Yisrael, which is called my heart, the very point of the heart, the level of Yechidah that receives this level of Echad, which is the level of the Ratzoy, that is higher than even logic. And this is because when we think about how Hashem is one, but again, not one as in one of a pattern, and that engaging in the Shalas is this, quote, great effort that Hashem makes, that he expresses only his name, a very shallow illustration, like it says, Hashem We can only praise the name of Hashem. We can only grasp the name of Hashem. Only, only a little glimmer of his glory, of all of these many levels, these intense innumerable. And that they create this physical world as is manifest in the description of Or, let there be light. And regarding this, it tells us that Hashem surrounds the world from top to bottom. This is the explanation of the Tzimtzum of the Ein Soif, from the very end of the edge of creation, and from the beginning of Tzimtzum till we create Shemayim Ba'aretz, is this, this Ishtalshalis that is described in the sky. And regarding this, our Chazal instituted the Pesukah de Zimra and the brachas leading up to Shema. So that when we get to the Shema and we declare and we elongate the Echad, as we know, whoever elongates the Echad has his life extended. This is that quality of love that is called the Yoyim. Like it says, Yoyimam Yitzava Hashem Chasta. On these days, Hashem directs his kindness. That through contemplating this idea of Echad, this is what expands uh, the love that we have for Hashem. And in the Pesukah de Zimra, where we describe the praises of Hashem, Yahalalu, and all of the Halilu Kirayi Gudla, we place Hashem for his multiplicity of kindnesses or of infinities. Like we said, all of this expression of Gudula in so many different manners that are expressed through Hashem's awesome intensity, these are the tzimtzumim, the different ways that Hashem allocates Himself throughout the world. And this now returns us back to loving Hashem, or in Seferuchot, to be subsumed within the Abishta. <clears throat> because we start to see the minimal the significance of this physical world and our physical capacities, which are only a product of this great descent through the Heshtalshalist process of the Madregas, from Madrega Madrega, through all of these different subsumes. and Neus the Mimer acknowledges that the Tenoyim and Amaroyim, the authors of the Mishnah and uh, Gemara, did not in at great length when it came to the Pesuk de Zimmer. Uh, why? Because they were at such a lofty level, like Rabbi Shumen Bar Yochoy, who declared, and just in one moment he grasped Hashem. Hashem's was, oneness was much more accessible to them. So in a quick moment, they were able to grasp it because it was already rooted within their heart, never to be um, separated or detached. However, we are much more materialistic. We're much more distanced from the spiritual. We need to go at greater length so that we're able to grasp it with our intellect and with our heart. This idea of ruchnius and how the gashmius is a great collapse from the highest level to the lowest level, like a child, that you have to explain to him every concept in great length with all kinds of analogies and metaphors in order to make it understandable to his childish understanding. This, you know, the intensity of the Gemara and all the goodness of the, that, is, it, that it's in, involved in all of its depth. And that's why we need the Pesuki de Zimra and we need the Brachas leading up to the Shema, so that we should be able to fulfill the directive of loving Hashem, your God, that it should be, Taka Havayelikecha, that Hashem should mamish rest within us, through his beininess, of Shema Hashem that is Havaya, which represents the combination of past, present, and future, all at the same time, something literally out of this world, is Elekeinu, is our God, that we are completely bottled to it. Like we say, A child is like the extension of his father, just like the foot is subservient to the direction of the intellect. That if the head wants to do something, that even though the foot hurts, but it's necessary for him. For example, if a person's foot uh, gets frostbite, the healing is to rub it in snow. Or if it gets burnt, the healing may be to put it in hot water. That even though at the moment the healing is more painful than the immediate pain, and the foot doesn't sense how this is better for him, but he knows it intellectually, Therefore, the foot will ultimately cooperate because it is subservient to the head. So he puts his foot in the ice water or in the hot water. This is the idea of Elekenu, our God, that within a person, he can say that all of his limbs are his own. That is, his head, his feet are the feet of his head. And on every single one, he can't say that that's his. So too, in all of Teirut, we say, Ani Hashem aleikechem. I am Hashem that belongs to all of you. Hashem is the part of his people. And he is manifest down here from the loftiest mountain all the way down here. That's why we have such love for Hashem, so that he will be ours personally. And a person shouldn't say, how could I reach such a thing? This is too distant for me. This is what we conclude at the end of the Shema, when we say, say, He took us out of the lowest land, even if we were in Mitzrayim, even if we were in the 50 levels of Tummah. Hashem takes us out, and 50 days later, we accept the Torah. We are brought to the highest level that we become, Hashem becomes ours. Our total Gilead Lukus. And therefore, Hashem is our God, even if we consider ourselves so distant from Hashem. And how does Hashem illustrate the ultimate descent into this physical world? Through engaging Himself in Teh Mitzvahs. The mitzvahs being the 248 limbs of the king, just like the limbs express the soul, the eye, the power of vision. And through it being expressed in the eye, the person can express this innate characteristic. So to the mitzvahs are drawing out the orein soif that is invested within them through the physical mitzvah, like a talis it brings down one level and so on. The hamshach that is, uh, that is evoked through via hafta, because as we act, so is acted to us. And in general, this is the mitzvah of av and chesed, the hei chasodim, is the Hei pumim or the five times that it says or in the opening story of creation? Because the, the Mayim, that is the Maisaha Mitzvahs, these are the Hei chasadim, like it's described in, in the Takune Zohar, that the waters come from the, uh, up high in the heavens down here through the rain to nurture the earth. And in the essence, these are the levels of or the level of Ava, which is the pnimius of Chasim. And then we say, these words that I command you, this is a reference to Tehoshua B'chisav. Mikra from the term, the calling of the community, that it says regarding the sounding of the trumpets that were used to assemble the community. That this is a a sense of summoning, that all of Tehda is an expression of Hashem's names, that through it we have access, like when you call someone by their name, you have access to them. When Hashem gives us Torah, that is our access point to Him. And thus the Pasha says, levanecha, This is a reference to Torah which is our expression towards Hashem, imata that is based primarily on our capacity to understand. And there's no difference between the terms of the Mishnah, the Tosefta, the Yerushalmi, all the way down to the Yes, if It's all called Torah Shabal and through this grasping, uh, through this we grasp what is given to us from, a, from below to above that is human ingenuity. And then the Pasuk says, Uksharta. this is the, represents all of the mitzvahs. As we know, tefillin is a representative of all of the mitzvahs, which is the drawing down of the singularity of the Ebersha that should be revealed, the gashmis, Like it says in the Parsha of Echad that it's written on ink on parchment, that it should be written on physical tefillin, and placed on the hand in between the eyes. So, to the mitzvahs, are, are drawing down of the abrishtas oneness, that it should be a oneness that resides within the gashmis of the mitzvahs, like in the Talos. That concludes this mimer. We'll start now the beginning of the next mimer. We're on page uh, Dafyud Beis, we on Omidalit, which begins to analyze the next part of uh, the Shema, which is via haftas, Hashemelekecha. Now, from the Hafta in Tov the first paragraph of the Shema, there are 42 letters. The second paragraph of the Shema, there are 72 letters. Now, we have a rule that 42 represents Gevura, and 72 represents Chesed. And here it's quite startling that it appears to be a mismatch, because the first parsha of the Shema is about Chesed, love Hashem. And the second part of the Shema is about what you have to be cautious about. He's Sharmu Lechem was more a Gevura, about restraining oneself from be- misbehavior. Like it's explained in the parshes of Kadesh and Baha'i Kivyacha, Shema and Vahim Shemaya, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, Gevura. Kadesh is Chachma, Baha'i is Bina, uh, Shema, which includes the Ahavtah, is Chesed, and Vahim Shemaya is Gevura. And yet, the number of words of uh, via hafta is associated with gevura, when we would have anticipated it would be associated with chesed in the same, in the reverse of the second paragraph. Now, it is true that in these two parshias, the first parsha is chesed, it's the kelim via hafta, the klele of chesed, 42 is Gavura, Gavura that resides in chesed. And the second parsha, which is 72, is the light of chesed that resides in gevura. So let's understand. We can explain first what is Yehudi law Yehudat of Baruch Shem That in the in the combination of Avaya in the first pasuk of Shema, Hashem Lekenu, the Arizal explains this is the drawing down of the aura Chachma and the Bina of Atzilis. This is the unity of the Father Chachma un, unidentified or unspecified into the Mother Ema. This means that the eshtalshlus in the creation, and li'yash, has to be constant, like it says in the chenich in tanya, not a me'ayin li'yash gashmi alone, like the seven heavens and the earth that have to be renewed at every moment, that if there was an interruption, they would return to their innate state of non-existence just like it was before creation. So too in the olim of even the levels of Chachma and Bina, like it says that Chachma comes from Ayin, and from there it draws out to Bina, which is called Yesh. lahan yesh And this is the idea that the river that went forth from Eden went forth constantly and consistently uh, from Eden. This is the drawing down, Mi'ayin the yesh that they are called, Chachma and Bina, two inseparable friends. And now we understand that it says, alikim at the end of the story of creation, this is the Yeshmi Ayin ruchni, the chachm that comes from the ayin to timsa, and is drawn down la'asos. That's what we have to do, from the ayin to the yesh bagash. Like we know that Asma sori in seif baruchu is exalted from and higher than any level of chachmila. Chachmila is incomparable. Again, one, but not one of an order. There's nothing that's comparable to it. He, Hashem is not a composite of mides And therefore, Ant is Chachem. Ant le, is the level of one, but not a level of, again, an ordinal number that then becomes manifest in Chachem. This is a great con- descent that it has to endure. And this is our Averas. This is uh, because of our limitation. So that's why we need to have a serusa de la santa to draw out this level of God. Because the initial uh, creative process was simply Hashem's desire. And this is what Hashem wanted, because it's his innate impulse to do good. But now it's up to us to draw out that godliness. And this drawing out is, is effectuated via the Shema. That we draw down this creation of ayin etiash, of ayin et alikenu, meaning telekenu. Meaning this that we draw down, this capacity in our seichel to be able to grasp. This is from the level of avayah which is the level of Chachma, the level of Bittal, the level of Mi'ayin timta. not like it is in the ordinary process that it's matter to matter, which is not the case with Chachma relative to keser, And the level of Chachma is the level of Avaya that creates Elikeinu Mi'ayin L'yesh. And therefore we first say Shema Yisrael, which is the instance of, or there's the characteristic of Halasman, our approaching to Hashem, that he should draw out this greater revelation of godliness. And this is why we say, Havaya, the infinite, is elekenu, is ours. Because shema shame, ayin. Like it's written in the Sefer Torah with the enlarged ayin. It is the source of the middai, 70 being the seven middai intertwined with all 10 with including the seichel. That that's when you have godliness. That's when you have expanse. Like it is in character. A person's character is expanded when it is, uh, monitored and cured by his intellect. But when you have midas, uh, gemudas that are drawn down, that make a proper impact that a person has a genuine love, a complete avagamura, a complete yira, this is going to be limited. It doesn't have this capacity to be expanded upon like it, when it is charged by the intellect. And therefore, those midas are called short. They're small. They're limited. But when the Midas are enlivened by the intellect, they are expanded. And this elevation of the, uh, to, to the origin is called the shame. This is Hashem's name. We reach out to Hashem. This is through the elevation of the 288 netzutzim with the shame ban, and that's the gematria of shame. Shame ban is the maila of the level of the 288 divine sparks that fell down via the Shvir give life to all of Gashmi's. Their whole existence is from these 288 divine sparks that are scattered in this world. This is the highest in all material matter. And it is elevated through malchus. That is, when we decipher through a physical object, and instead of seeing it purely for its material benefit, we see it as a tool for the service of Hashem, we have elevated this level to the level of the ayin rebasi, the source of the Midas. From which we draw down the 288 sparks. This is shame ayin, And there's another reason why we call it shame Ayim, because it's a shame mamsh that is, from the perspective of the origin of the 288 sparks and the name of Ban of Tikal, and it is all from only the shame of Hashem. Like it says, I am Hashem, that is my name. Like we know that Kesser is the bridge between the source, the Matziel, and the recipient, the Netzal, and we call it Malchus of ein soif. This is the shame that it should be the creation of atzilis and uh, the, the breaking down and the re-correction, which is not the case in the ein soif. This can't apply. Like we say, I am first, I am last. And before the shvir and after the shvir and the and the time of tikkun and Birr, and after it's all uh, completed, it is all uh, equally uh, before Hashem. Because the breaking of the kalim, shveris ha-kalim, was relevant to the Urain seif, not to the ma'or. Uh, Hashem is not broken. It's what Hashem has given us. Too much light for the kalim. That the ma'or, there was no change. Like the divider and the cloud and the screen that separates the light and the sun ray and makes it dark. It doesn't affect the actual sun. It only affects the recipients of the sun. And this is the level of Shane. This is the mile of the 288 Nitzutzim being brought up to the extended Ayin. This is the level of Bina, the source of the Midas, the source of the seven kings who were broken, like it says, in the description of the various kings through the process, which represents these kings who, who dominated Edoim, which is the level of Bina, their spiritual counterpart. And from there, it was scattered throughout the world. And the shame is the way in which we elevate and we uh, rescue these divine sparks, and then we have the greatest re- uh, elevation to the level of Yisrael, that they are brought up to a level where it is the radiance of Chachma, like it says in the Zayr, on the posek, Hashemayim Masapim Kavoid Kale the Yisrael. That is the idea of sheer Kale, as will be explained.